It's time to hammer. Okay. Oh, I gotta really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. The Young Chunks Podcast. Young Chunks! Welcome to another episode of After the Credits. I'm here with Sean. That's me. I'm Sean. Ryan. Hey! And Chewy. Hey, how's it going? I pointed at every one of them to emphasize, but you can't see that. But who are you? I'm nobody. <laughs> what are we listening to right now? <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about Harry... No, not Harry Potter. Try again. <laughs> we're here to talk about Wizard... I... What's the name of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't blame you. It's a stupid title. Um, wait, what is the name? Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yes. That thing. We're here to part talk of about the Wizarding World thing. of Harry Potter. That's right. all part yeah. of the title as well. So, Harry Potter 10. Yep. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah. This is the 10th Harry Potter movie. I can, I can count. Um, I will not be participating because I am peacefully protesting this movie by not watching it. <laughs> well, <laughs> peacefully protesting. As opposed to the people violently protesting this <laughs> yeah. movie. They're out there. They're well, out there. You know how Harry Potter, Very they start counting the movies by years? Like, oh, this is year five. And that's mm-hmm. what you see on like the yeah. box yeah. cover now. So this should be Harry Potter year negative 74. <laughs> yeah. But before we get into the nitty gritty, and I bow out and zone out, uh... Let's let's catch up with what everyone's been doing. What about you, Chewie? It's been a while since we've heard from you. What's been going on? Uh, yeah, it has been a while since I... Since when was the last episode on Venom? Oh, that great episode. Oh, what a... We're sorry, Actually, it yeah. wasn't that far back then. <laughs> what a, what back, a disaster. But... Well, it was the episode that we published on Halloween. That, <laughs> when we published our Halloween episodes, like, two weeks later. Also, the Venom episode was completely broken and not able to listen to, so... Sorry, anybody who sat through that episode. It was two-thirds of an episode. <laughs> you know, I listened to it, and I realized that we could easily have edited Chris out of that entirely. Yeah. Like, we could... Because I do that on Coracast all the time. Um, Just edit we would have out. Chris <laughs> would be in Yeah, he was, he was sitting in a chair. It was even harder in Coracast. No, in Coracast, we would we would record yeah. for an hour, and I had to make it 15 minutes. So yeah, I would yeah. just stitch conversations yeah. together take entire things out of it. I think Chris could have been removed he from that episode. Have, and nobody but I wasn't known. willing to put that much more time into editing. I, yeah, no, understandable. That's that's understandable. But it would have been hilarious if we did, and yeah. then at the end, you still said, Bye. say goodbye, Chris. <laughs> well, you won't have to edit me out of this one. You're you editing, editing yourself out very soon. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so it was a little while ago. Um, I, as always, have been working. Uh, at my school, we just did a production of Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, so... Did the entire production pretty much since the last time I've been on the episode, and the show opened and it closed a few days ago. So, um, and we did like a little bit of a 1920s slant on it, so kind of jazzy stuff, jazz costumes and music, and a couple jazz musical numbers. Um, it's a fun show to work on, lots of with all the magic and the fairies and special effects. It was a good time. Um, magic. I, uh, as always, I attended the uh, the. I was a chaperone for the for the uh, final show's um, after party for the cast and crew, which is always fun because, like, for high schoolers, a lot of them, it's, like, their first high school party. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one in particular, the cops got called, which was hilarious because just because they were being too loud. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a very, like, middle-class suburban neighborhood. So, like, you know, but the cops got called. Actually, I'm surprised, I'm surprised of all the high school cast parties I've been to, this is the first time a cops been called because 
they all get there and they immediately start screaming just for no reason because they're drama kids. So the cops? Just, no, all the kids. Um, <laughs> no, they just teenagers will scream for whatever reason they can, oh. just for no, just they just scream. That's all they do. So the cops, the so somebody I said, oh, the cops, the cops are on their way. The cops have been called, and everybody's like freaking out, and I'm and I'm sitting in an armchair like. <laughs> eating pasta <laughs> and drinking Dr. Pepper. And then she's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, you're going to jail. <laughs> you're a criminal. <laughs> and like, you just keep eating your pasta. The, right, yeah. And then the freshmen who are like, this is the first party they've ever been to in high school are like all looking all worried. And I'm like, I wasn't making noise. I don't know. I'm sitting right here. I'm good. How so. do they know the cops are coming, though? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was all a conspiracy. Was the cops call ahead. You know that? I, I like. Ca- I called the cops. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he insinuates that this is their first party ever, right? In high school? Not in high school. Not because them, because this is like, man, I get it. Drama, <laughs> theater kids, you know, not <laughs> not invited to the popular oh. kids' parties. Uh, no, that's not. That's not. Not necessarily, but I did have, see the thing is I, I did have a lot of seniors graduate last year, so there's a lot of underclassmen who are filling in a lot of those roles, so yeah, it's a lot, a lot of them, for a lot of them it is their first high school party, so it's, that's fun for being on my perspective of it, that's a good time. Um, so worked on that, worked on that, um, as soon as that closed, one on Thanksgiving break, so I've been enjoying some time off, um, still gaming, I'm still playing Spider-Man, my save file's at about 75% right now, um. I just did the big, uh, the big, e- the big part from the E3 trailer, the big prison part. The second um, act, then the second act. Yeah, um, but uh, I didn't say anything. I said it's a thing about a prison. Also, it was the tech demo. How did I say it's full? I'm saying narrative structure. That's <laughs> whatever. I just got to that part of the game, um, and now like you know the maps all different yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. But I cleared almost everything on the map before all that stuff. Monitor, so but uh, more stuff opens once you hit that right map. exactly so I'm like oh boy the map's all messy again I got yeah. more stuff to clean up this looks like a job for Spider Man <laughs> so that's good um, I got a couple gift games I've been playing this game called Titan Souls um, mm. that I got oh, as yeah, a gift yeah. from one of my former students it's like a it's graphic graphic wise <laughs> it's a top down kind of like uh, Zelda the old school Zelda like Link to the Past um, it feels very much like um, have you guys played? Yeah. Yeah. It's Shadows of the Colossus. It's like, it's You have to top each individual boss, and yeah. each one has like yeah. a different gimmick to it. I never, I've never played through it, but uh, yeah. you, you can so only take one hit. Yeah, you can only take one hit, and most of the bosses only take one hit to kill. Yeah. Some of the bosses you have to, um, you have to get to like its weak spot, and then hit the weak spot. Um, but the other gimmick about it is you only have one arrow, and once you shoot it, you have to hold the button down to pull the arrow back. And sometimes that's part of the mechanic because the arrow gets stuck in something, and you need that to uh, move something. That's cool. Um, so yeah, that's fun. But yeah, very Shadow Colossus, Colossus like kind of Zelda, um, and uh, and then also it's got kind of the the Cuphead style, like you're gonna die a lot, and you just have to yeah yeah you yeah, have to keep playing the same thing. Which pattern. I think this game is not designed well for that type of gameplay because you'll still you'll die the game will load you go back to the map you have to trek back to the dungeon try again and then die immediately and then you have to keep doing that whereas with cuphead you die hit the button start again and you can play you can try you can die 30 times in the span of a couple minutes in cuphead and i wish that it had been designed a little bit more like that um Eh, whatever. I think um, it was designed a little bit more Dark Souls-esque. Yeah. Like, you're meant to die, but it's meant to be punishing to push you to figure it out quicker. Right, but mm-hmm. it yeah. has the opposite effect for me sometimes, because there's only so many times I'm gonna... 
try the same the boss whole, the whole, yeah, that, right. and try it. Whereas with something like Cuphead, I, hours will go by and I'm still trying the same boss. Yeah. And, and it's because I can just, it's like an addiction. I can just yeah. hit that button and try it again. Right. And, uh, and that's kind of the difference there. But it's fun enough and it's balanced enough to where I will keep playing, but I, I, I put it down quicker than I would other games that are similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I've been playing, I just started a game called uh, Talos Principle. Um, I, I heard when that came out like a year or two oh, yeah. years ago I heard it was really good but I haven't played it it's a portal style yeah. I mean it's first person puzzle um, I'm barely into it I've played about maybe like five of the maps or so I've only just started but I think it's on my wish list so let me know if it's any good uh, well it's only I think I think it and all of the DLC is only nine dollars right now oh geez yeah okay. so you probably oh. should grab it if you're interested in it um, and it's a good deal it's fun so far but again I barely scratched the surface of it um, but you know you're I think a robot and you're in some kind of garden and has the portal thing where it doesn't tell you what's going on and you kind of gives you information as a time. And then also I've been playing a little little indie game on Steam called Golf with Your Friends, which is a game I've been playing with some of my former students because they gave they gifted that to me too, but it's basically just online multiplayer miniature golf and it's really dumb. And it has it has Steam Workshop on there, so it just has people's really stupid Miniature golf levels. <laughs> this intrigues me. Is, is it like, do you remember that game a couple years ago? That was it was a browser game. It was like the Nabisco mini golf thing. Do you remember that? It I was like branded with like Nabisco but... or Keebler Elves, and, and it was in the browser, and you just it was a little mini putt putt golf. I game. I maybe know what you're talking about. It was everyone was playing. It. You oh. guys, if you saw it, you remember. Maybe oh, yeah, I remember this. This is in full 3D, which is cool, oh, okay. and it's you know, and you all you need is a mouse. So you just like flick the mouse, and it and there's you know it's it's really dumb but it's a, it's a fun it's a fun just like hey do you if you if do you want to just go on Skype with all of your friends well you may as well be playing mini golf right like <laughs> it, it's barely gotcha. a game yeah. Yeah. anybody here ever played Dark Cloud 2 no no um, uh, no. Uh, in each one of the dungeons, there was a little mini golf game. And so you would run That's through what the dungeons. That's happens dungeons. There's yeah. always yeah. mini golf in dungeons. I, I don't know. It just reminded me of that. I always had fun with that. And lastly, I swear lastly, um, I am going through the Harry Potter series again on Audible. So oh. that relates to what we're talking That's about. Cool. reading. Is it a no it's, 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 it's Jim Dale. He's, I mean, he's he done all the audiobooks. Yeah. Yeah. We listened to book seven, or, yes, seven, right? Yeah, that's a fun story for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when the seventh book came out, me and Ryan and a handful of, of our friends, we all got the book at the midnight release at Barnes & Noble. We also got the audiobook on CD. We went to a friend's apartment, and we listened to the whole thing straight through. Yeah. And uh, we took breaks, and we took a couple nap breaks, and we had just, like, piled, like, a whole freezer full of frozen foods, but we, um... How long but we all, it? it's, it's, it's really 40, long. right? Uh-oh. It's like 40 hours, right? Silence your cell phones. It's like movie theaters. Um, the, uh, the recording itself is 21 hours long. It took us, um, I think, 25 hours to get through it. Yeah, I didn't finish it. I had to go to work that day. Okay, yeah. But <laughs> I was one of the ones that finished it. I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, I think the, the um, te- well, I, I heard the story afterwards, but the team whittled down. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it started off with like 15 people. Yeah. And I think it's only... I think only... Too many people died. <laughs> Some people realized this was a huge mistake. Oh, yeah. Oh, I realized that. Very good. Yeah, I, <laughs> made it, I made it to the end. But like all we... good mistakes, you follow through. Yes. You know? <laughs> it was, it was like... I equate it with like um, when we waited overnight on the street of San Diego to get into the core panel. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm glad we did it. Yeah. I would never do it again. Yeah, it was... But I am glad to have that memory and to say yeah. I did something so over the top and ridiculous because it's just... 
It's a good story. It's a good it's, icebreaker it's a good story yeah, to tell. It's, it's a fun memory, you know, in a weird way. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, yeah, that's that. That's everything I have to share. Talking about books. <clears throat> Talking about books. Talking about books. Did uh, did you guys? I don't know if you've read them, but did you guys hear that Dark Age got pushed back again? So what's crazy is that I was looking this up last week. And it still shows the official release date on like Wikipedia and on the the official whatever site mm. as February. But if you look on Amazon, the release date got pushed back to because like, I had it, I had it pre-ordered on Audible and I got a message saying this has been pushed back. Yeah, so in, in fact, I saw that exact same thing. I wasn't looking on Audible, but I was just looking for the Amazon. Oh, can I like just pre-order buy it on Amazon? Is that this title will be released on July seventh, and I'm like, wait, what do you mean July seventh? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I get, I get super sad. But anyways, Ryan, what have you been up to? Oh. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I've been watching some shows. I've been trying to get through Sabrina, uh, about halfway through. I'm enjoying it, but I'm kind of like waning of interest. I've, I finished it. Uh, so yeah, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if we want to do an episode on it, especially because I think people's interests have died. I do have lots of, I have lots of thoughts on the show, but I don't know. I got to episode three and I'm like, I don't think I'm the target demographic for this thing. I'm, yeah. I'm bouncing. Well, I, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's so worthy of a podcast because there's going to be some, it'll be more interesting rather than just saying we all liked it or something. Well, I suppose, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we won't get super in-depth sure. into it now, but, uh, and I won't go into spoilers, obviously, because you guys haven't finished it, so I don't right. even want to spoil for you guys, but in a lot of, like, I feel like there's a lot of cool ideas that I appreciate and really like that they're trying to do, and sometimes it works, but so many other times, it does not work, and I just am like, what? This doesn't make any sense. Like, and then also, too, there's parts where it feels very like a 90s show, by which I mean the production budget seems pretty oh. low, and might be because we're spoiled, like, especially yeah. after right after House Haunted Hill House, and, and like, I don't know, HBO show like Game of Thrones, like, the huge, these right. production budgets are, you know... Um, you know, the production values are really high. There's, like... Do you remember, like, like Next Generation? Well, I'm sure Ryan does, but if you guys ever watched Star Trek, like, the 90s Star uh -huh. Trek, there was, like... There was always a cave that looked identical no matter what planet they're on. Yeah. It's like, this is the cave. Oh, it happens to be the exact same looking cave. <laughs> like, there's things like that in, in the Sabrina show where it's just like, wait, what? Okay, why are they all in this, like, is this five people and supposed to represent, like, this huge community, rabble, yeah. rabble, and it's just, like, five people, and the set is clearly just, like, a sound, like, very vague, not, not even well disguised, and so things like that kind of start peeking through, but I think ultimately it's just, like, this doesn't make sense, like, I, I kind of appreciate that, like, trying to subvert the... Oh, it's Satanism, but it's not evil. I'm not evil. We worship Satan. Right. But then there's human sacrifice and cannibalism, and it's hard to justify that it's yeah, anything like, but evil. But isn't that evil? I don't isn't know. That... Yeah. I know so, anyways. Mean. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, trying to get through that show. But in between episodes of that, I watched the entire series of Homecoming on Amazon, which... I almost feel as... I, I would say that is worthy of doing a podcast. I do want to watch If you guys that. are interested. I will watch that. Uh, I would recommend it. It's... it's it, it. So it's by the guy who did Mr. Robot. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Sam Esmail, I think his name is. And it is a good show. It's it's almost worth watching, not even for like the story, just to, for the show making. It's almost like there's two entirely different shows going on at the same time. One is... There's an actual story being told, and that's cool. <laughs> but then, stories. Yeah. Guilty. But then there's another, yeah, there's another entire show going on where it's just all about show making 
and how the show is shot and the music and the acting and just composition and all those things. So there's like oh, an artistic okay. side that is all about that. Yeah. It, so, and I almost, I, just, I could just do a podcast just on how they made the show and not even okay. mention the Julia Roberts. Or the characters or yeah. anything. That's interesting. Uh, so, but I mean, it's not like well, I don't know, maybe a spoiler, you know, something. But by all those aspects, it's not like some weird meta thing where it's like, oh no, no, part no, part of no. the show is behind this, and no, then not in the all. shot, they not at you all. can see the stage hands. But it, but it's <laughs> all those elements that I mentioned are so like heavy that and it whatever. Just it's forces all, you to yeah, like, it's all yeah, exactly. So right. and I don't know, and I I yeah, all those elements made me love the show. But the story was fine. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, and I started watching, or rather listening, to... Shani recommended the Star Wars uh, yeah. original uh, radio broadcast. Hmm. And though I I was not... What I got was not what I expected. Exactly, despite right? despite like, I, how I, I, I described some, it, but, yeah. it, it, for any Star Wars fan, wa- or, I keep saying watch, but listen to this. It It's, it's this uh, resource, this like well of interesting star wars lore that is just buried and it's been around for years and years and years and especially now with just kind of like the resetting of the canon and stuff it's almost like oh ah, this is one little piece (laughs) that disney's forgotten about (laughs) ha 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 like and to consider all the stuff that they talk about to be canon you're just like this is pretty goofy but i love that this (laughs) is part of the star wars universe all the back stuff with leia like i I mentioned episode how they like kind of lead up to how she gets the death star plant and like the scene in like (laughs) her father's like dinner chamber and they're having that imperial officer and yeah. and they just like get in a struggle it's like no don't what and then you yeah. hear a blaster fire go off and oh they just murdered some imperial <laughs> officer and they gotta cover it up and she's having the death star plan yeah and this is all before the movie takes place right, right. Uh, but then even just like throughout the movie there's like little there's a whole bunch of stuff on tattooing obviously with luke primarily but there's stuff more with like han and like they even mentioned Boba yeah. Fett because this was recorded in 81, so Empire had come out right, at that right, time. Right. So they, like, but pepper in a few other things. Mm-hmm. But, like, all the loop that, like, they call him Wormy and just, like, yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're never going to get anywhere, Wormy. You're a moisture <laughs> farmer, not a hero. Or yeah. <laughs> Luke was so glad to be with new friends. So that's sneaking Yeah, it sounds like a really toxic relationship that he yeah, had with it, all his tattooing was, friends. Yeah. Not good it, for him. It, it, it totally felt like, a, I don't know, like a 50s, like, biker like you know <laughs> at, like greaser atmosphere yeah. we're like this is weird that this is part how, of the how far are you into it anyway? i'm not that far okay. there's quite a bit i'm all yeah i mean obviously six, it follows the movie after some point much closer but even near the end i still was surprised at how much i liked even the stuff that was almost word for word what was happening from the movies um it's still just like it made me appreciate it in yeah of, in and unexpected ways it makes me like it just makes me really love luke skywalker yeah. like, he just becomes this more this kind of reminds you of why you were charmed by him in the first place i think and the fact that it's mark hamill have like, you got totally, to um uh, when han has entered yet no oh the voice actor for han is like well you warned me and like darth uh, vader's pretty rough yeah darth vader's a little bit and rough too i like the it's yeah. different than carrie fisher but i like the actress no, i actually plays, first yeah it's like it's not her but you're yeah. she's still fine yeah anyway so there's that um but then in the same vein of like uh audio uh medium um i started listening to this uh, it's an audiobook, technically, they, or at least that's how it was sold, but it's really more a composition of, like, podcasts. It's called Hi, Bob, and it's all about Bob Newhart, who, I don't know if I'm a yeah. huge fan of, yeah. we grew up listening, yeah. rather, watching his shows, and I didn't really know about, enough about the man, and so it's all, it, he hosts this, what, it's more like a, like, 
if someone were to do a podcast for a year and then just compiled those episodes into say a four hour segment that's what uh, this is okay. so it's an audiobook but it doesn't it, it, you can't find this in a book form because it's all just um bob talking to other comedians mm-hmm. and it's it's like it's almost like him interviewing them about how they got their start what was okay. what is their experience of yeah, being yeah. a comedian so anyone who's a fan of yeah a bunch of comedians bob newhart uh jimmy kimmel lisa kudrow uh, Sarah Silverman, um, Conan O'Brien, uh, you know, all these guys, they go back and they talk about the good old days of comedians like uh, Don Rickles and Jerry Shandling, Jerry Shandling and all these other guys. Uh, so it's all about that and it's, uh, it's super, just really, for me, it's like awesome. I love all that, you know, Judd Apatow, all these guys, Will Ferrell. Isn't um, Bob New? He's going to be in his yeah, he's 80s like or late 90s. 80s at this point. But he's, st- he's still holding together. Yeah. I won't say that, I won't advertise this as being as like, oh, you're going to laugh your pants off. It's more actually awkward and like just <laughs> weird. But uh, it's just cool to hear people, uh, it's cl- uh, community We're all about it. awkward on this podcast. Uh, 100%. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's kind of that's about what I've been up to. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you're speaking of an old guy, Bob Newhart. Uh, I think we should at least mention, because the la- since last time we recorded this podcast... Uh, Stan Lee has uh, passed away. Yes. So I was just kind of... Your segue into that was that because he was an old guy? Well, yeah. Well, yeah that's how I feel. That's his greatest significance. But no. Sure Who, was Stan old. Lee or Bob Nohart? Well, uh, which just, one are you referring <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just mean, you know, they, he was up there and he was 95, right? Yeah. Was, I guess that's yeah. you know, mm-hmm. what minor. Anyways, uh, but obviously, I don't know. Uh, we can't pretend to like do him any justice, but it's just worth no- mentioning. I feel like how the significant. I don't know. I was I was talking to Chris. I know we talked about it briefly. At, right, you know, when he died or the days after. Like I, I think you'd be hard pressed to think of or find a, another human being has had a more has had a greater impact on our um, cultural state of entertainment. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously comics, right? And that's right. that's you know enough said there. But just in 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 general, just pop culture in general movies comics the way we partake of it the way they're structured the way these franchises exist i think i mean I, he would be up in the top few of people who you could you know pin it to there's like influential influence. yeah exactly people are our modern uh, yeah, yeah exactly yeah i mean i think a lot of the what you can say is what we said like in our comic-con episode mm-hmm. about just kind of the community and and yeah. like how it's become out of, about the people yeah and like you know and also just kind of like what we're doing here like yeah exactly. this kind of stuff wouldn't be happening without people like him directly like oh for sure this, yeah. this is what pop culture yeah. has become so it's yeah, uh, yeah. worth mentioning yes uh, I mean, yeah, we I've, I we saw him at Comic Con multiple times. I would walk by him when he was signing and stuff, but I never had the chance to actually meet him. Yeah, that, I was I was kind of talking to some friends about that. Yeah, we would just see him walking through the hall, yeah. and this is what is that like? I don't know if we saw him last year or that, rather this year, yeah. but but we would see him multiple times in recent yeah. years. That just like just walking through the hall like yeah. a normal dude. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. But uh, but so yeah, that was sad, but also just a uh, you know. Just to celebrate something that, like, obviously is kind of relevant for all of us. So the spirit will be carried yes. on. Yes. Um, so that be uh, what else? Uh, I guess I I watched Outlaw King. Did anyone see that movie? Know that movie? It's on Netflix I'm aware with Chris of it. Pine. No, I didn't see it. It's it was meh, but it was Braveheart too. If you like Braveheart and you want more Braveheart but not as good, go watch that movie. Oh. <laughs> well, it's maybe. the sequel to Braveheart, but it's not a Boeing. It's like if you remember Braveheart, do you remember the like the I prince like guy it. who like kind of was a Scotsman and he kind of betrayed William Wallace. Yeah. It's it's his story because in the end he actually does betray the English not betraying, but he goes back and he, he was a symbol Wait, for the so Scottish was he a people. Scotsman or an Irishman? 
It was Scotchman. Okay. Um, anyways, it's about that character. Okay. And it's Chris Pine. Anyways. Oh. That's all I saw. And I've been playing Picross. That game's fun. It's not pronounced Picross? I think it's called, pronounced Picross. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Picross. It's pronounced Picross. Picross. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's fun. It's like Sudoku and uh-huh. uh, logic deduction puzzle, but with, and you play it while you're watching TV. So, anyways, that's all I got. Anyone, anyone else? <clears throat> Chris, even though you're not going to be talking about <laughs> beasts and potters. What oh are, man, <laughs> all those potters! I've been playing a lot of the the Jackbox Party Pack. I played it with different people. Just by yourself? <laughs> no. <laughs> you not the one. No, we played it. Yeah, we played it together, and then I played it with. Uh, some other people, too. It's time. fun. That's yeah. a good game. I thought no, you were going to say Jackbot, and I was like, oh, you picked up Maneka, and you're playing as Jack. No, I can't afford a, a, a magic face mask. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this on my on podcast. The last podcast, uh-huh. but shameless pug, our game's out. <laughs> done and done. We're plugged. Well, like I said, it's, just give us that sponsor money. We'll we'll put you on our like we'll promote you in our summaries. Money to go buy some <laughs> on our YouTube. Carl's Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Catered. These recording sessions are going to be catered from now on. Yes. And since DP10 fell apart, they are no longer. We'll still get those at Target. Anyways, yeah. So <laughs> super psyched that the game's out. Super yeah. community. Good. Yeah. Proud of you. I'm proud of you, Chris. Yeah, you did it. It's good. You do. You work hard. It's good. You work you hard deserve, to play hard. You deserve this. this and victory. you deserve to talk about Harry Potter. Nah, nobody deserves that. <laughs> all right. Um, all, right okay. well, all right, are we ready to get yeah, into this? Yeah, let's yes. talk about this here movie. <coughs> okay, so before we get into it, spoilers, obviously, spoiler warning. Chris, are you opting out at this point? Chris, where oh, are you no, going? He's, going, he's, he's going. operating. Oh. <laughs> Alright. Uh, oh, he's gone. <laughs> now he's gone. I could really Boy, get into it. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. That's, the, that's what we talk about. How we talk about people in and out. What a guy. Alright. Um, so, okay. So, yeah. Harry Potter, or not Harry Potter, but Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, it was a movie. It came out in a movie theater. It had a running time. And things took place between the start of that running time and the end of that running time. It was a series of crisp, colorful (laughs) images that were played in sequence. Um, Okay, so for all its flaws, I will say I kind of... I didn't... I I liked aspects of it, but ultimately this movie is just a freaking mess, I think. Like, it's... uh, it's, It was a Harry Potter fever dream. It was just... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can't wake up from... (laughs) I mean... Yeah, it was just like a blender of things. I, I felt like my, my favorite parts, well, I'll kind of touch upon some of what I like, but um, is new. And I've mentioned, I think, on this podcast that how much I liked the first Fantastic Beast film. Yeah, briefly. Oh, yeah, um, we maybe should talk about And so that's one of the reasons why, one of the reasons I liked the first one so much was that character. And so that character in this one, I still like that character, and it was one of my favorite parts of the film. It made, I don't know why he was in this film. I don't know why anyone was in, I don't know what was happening in this one, but... Um, but then I also like Dumbledore. I like the aesthetic. I do think that David Yates is kind of helming these films and with the, lo- the last three Harry Potter or four Harry Potters. Um, there is a visual, you know, like, you know, connectivity that mm. kind of helps bring it all together and makes it feel more like a shared universe and all that stuff. So, yeah, sure, that's all great. What did you guys <laughs> think? Uh, I, 
I hated this movie. Really, really? I hated oh, it. Wow. I hated it. Yeah, I and I really, really wanted to like this movie, and I liked the last one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I kind of went back and forth for a little while, but ultimately, I think I landed on yeah, the last one was pretty good. Yeah, it was a fun little romp in the Disney world. So I really wanted to like this movie. I had heard reviews weren't weren't kind, so I lowered my expectations quite a bit. It works for Venom, but uh, <laughs> I should not. I should have lowered my expectations even further. I thought. Not only did I not like this movie, I think this is the first outright bad Harry Potter movie. I also think that this is like mm. Phantom Menace bad. Like, I, I oh. <laughs> that's interesting. Because the thing, and I, and I, 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 yeah, okay. I want to use that example because I think Phantom Menace has some good ideas, and I think it has a handful of actually well made yeah. and entertaining scenes, and some like iconic Star Warsy stuff in it. But at the end of the day, it's a big, boring, confusing mess. And I feel the exact same way about this movie. I feel like. Yeah, Some of the stuff that. that's exciting, it's like, cool Wizarding World stuff, but a lot of that stuff leans too much into the, like, hey, remember this? Hey, remember Dumbledore? Yeah. Hey, remember, like, and and I gotta say, the stuff that I liked the most was that kind of stuff. It was, yeah. no, yeah. That, uh, yeah, exactly. So, and there, yeah, there are definitely things that I liked about it. Like, you, I think you mentioned Dumbledore, I think that's inspired casting, I think it's fantastic. I was and, surprised, oh, yeah. I'm, actually, that was, because that was something yeah. going into it, like, uh, I don't think I'm gonna, like... But that was one of my favorite. I was surprised how much I liked Dula mm-hmm. in that role mm-hmm. and how they did that character. That as much as it was appealing to my sense of like, oh, I know Dumbledore's. They it felt like it was something they were legitimately adding to as his character and right. the interactions he had with the other characters in the film felt like, oh, this is an awesome Dumbledore encounter right. and how he's yeah, interacting absolutely. with his characters. Um, so, yeah. But I, uh, oh, I lost the point I was going to make. Um, <laughs> you hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to that. Yes. I hated it. Uh, no, I mean it. All right, cool. What well, did you think? Yeah, right. yeah uh, well, so I'll start off by saying my experience of this, watching this movie is probably going to skew my opinion of it. So what happened was, I had never seen the original. I don't know why. Uh, and so I watched it the day before watching the second one. And then after watching the second one, it was such a jumble of confusing mess. It actually conflated with the first one in my mind. <laughs> oh, and I could not tell the difference between the two films. Because the, the, after watching the first one, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, so it was succinct, and I understand that story. Then after having the second one, it somehow bled into the first one, and I couldn't tell what was mm-hmm. going on. So then I, then the next day, I decided, all right, I'm going to watch the first one again so I can reconstitute my understanding of what these films are. And that made it worse. Uh, <laughs> Made what worse? Like My both? understanding of the oh, two films okay. as separate entities. Yeah. Uh, so, but, I mean, joking aside, well, I'm not really joking, but... <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. It just happens Sometimes to be funny. truth is funny. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, so I'm already biased against, like, prequel things, sure, right? Yeah. But I actually felt that the first one did not suffer from prequelitis. It's so much as the second one did. I the second one, they kept saying, like, hey, remember this one? Yeah, this thing yeah. from the original Harry Potter yeah, series? Yeah. We're legitimizing ourselves because we're making reference to it. Because mm-hmm. you enjoyed that one, therefore this must be also, good. Also, most well. of those references didn't make sense and broke continuity, yes. which I want to talk about later. <laughs> yeah, oh, we'll, get into, we'll like, get into that. Just, just the whole, like, Nicholas Flamel thing. I, was, I wanted to, like, murder someone. Like, why? What is this? Why is he yeah. in this movie? Especially, like, at okay. the end of the movie, you're like... Why? Yeah. Why? What is this? Is what I kept. Yeah, that was the, the, whole, the whole movie. What really? is happening right now? What, what, is, what is happening? <laughs> and I kept getting attached to like certain like story threads. Like, like I agree with you. Newt was my favorite part of the story. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's he's a detective and he's gonna solve the little mystery and he would go on this little detective thread and I'd be like, oh, and then they would catch me on the story and I'm like, who are you? Yeah, who are why are you? Doing and what? also, how did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> and why do I care about? Why this? are any of you or, characters here? Yeah. Right. Wait, what? 
Yeah. I mean... And then uh, we cut back to the news storyline, I'm like, weren't you doing a detective? Why aren't you a detective? Oh, there's a monster. Oh, a monster Oh, yeah, let's now. talk about that briefly. Um, the whole idea that this is a fantastic beast. I did the oh. biggest air quotes right now. Um, I, there's so much... Uh, just, like, like, every once in a while, they're just like... Better throw a beast in there, because yeah. that's what... I, like, the, what... the the IP of this, like, I, I really would like to, like, years from now, to hear, not like it's a CD tell-all, but just, like, someone who was there in the middle of it, some producer or some, mm-hmm. you know, grip. studio executive or key grip or whoever, <laughs> about exactly how the, the, the process and the discussion around the title and branding of this franchise from the beginning, even before the original Fantastic Beasts came out. It makes sense to me. I just hate it. I, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. No, it, it makes well, sense, it makes sense from, from, like, a stupid perspective. It, it, from like, a marketing standpoint? Yeah. Yes. Well, okay, I can maybe... I Barely just, from no, that. They are already... So, when they, the opening credits are starting to get going, right? They show the Wizarding World logo. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, cool, they have their own logo. I kind of forgot about that. But yeah. they had this with the little wands or whatever. Just call it the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, or just the Wizarding World... And then Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, yeah. Just, Actually, just yeah. do that. Just do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're already putting that as a title card. Well, right. the, so the, I think the worst part of this whole thing, though, is that if it was just a marketing thing, that to me is somewhat forgivable. If you're like, well, we got to brand it that because that's what the brand was. But it almost felt like, in a lot of ways, it was, you know, like the tail wagging the dog. Like, well, Fantastic Beasts is the name. We gotta put that in the oh. movie. Right. So they're forcing these things that were like had a major significance on the structure, the pace, the flow, the story, that, like, because of the brand on the thing that was already right. because of this other f- movie that came out years ago, it was like, well, we already branded this franchise the Fantastic Beasts. We can't have a movie in this franchise that's not about Fantastic Beasts, but the movie's not about Fantastic Beasts. Well, we gotta have a Fantastic Beast in there, but, like, there's... Like, there's there, what? If you're reading the books and you're hearing them, the, them talk about Dumbledore's mighty defeat over the Dark Wizard Grindelwald. Are you, like, picturing that this random dude who wrote one of the Hogwarts textbooks (laughs) is bumbling along, (laughs) letting beasts out of his notebook, stuff like that? Are you imagining that that's really what this story is? Because because there's no way you imagine that, but it's all studio. It's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. So the first film, I don't know that it was they had already branded this franchise as Fantastic Beasts because it was Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them as right. the title of the book. It wasn't Fantastic Beasts colon and Where to Find Them as the subtitle. Like, that would be a very silly subtitle. Absolutely. So they still had an opportunity with the yes. second movie to, to just to ro- like, go yeah. decide what you want to do with this. Exactly. Don't make it stupid. They tried to have the best, they tried to have both things well, and yeah. in the end it just like, right. they, that's, that's, which is, which is kind of funny because I thought one of the biggest weak points of the first movie was that all the Grindelwald stuff like was trying to push yeah. this whole other story mm-hmm. where I just wanted like okay Newt is researching and he's got his notebook or his briefcase yeah. and it breaks so okay great cool that's the plot in the movie right. and it just Simple, felt it boom. felt like it was too and so now it's like swinging back the other way where it's just like the original characters that we spent time developing and letting the audience get to know are yeah. now in the way because right. there's another <laughs> And I felt yeah. I couldn't feel more strongly about what you just said, and other than the I the, fr- the the friend character and Jacob Queenie. and Queenie. Yeah. yeah. Why were they in this movie? Yes. What? Get that, out! You know get what? Out. Not only did they not need to be in this movie, completely, they made yeah. me dislike them both. Yes. I, I, like, and they yes. were they were Jacob might have been my favorite character from the first movie. I agree. And p- probably because he's the fish out of water. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool, awesome, and, and, right, right. But like, but the, well, it's not just that. But it, 
they have one. They have nothing to do. But not only beyond beyond them just like being completely out of place in this film, it undermines the stuff that happens in the first film. Just like oh, remember that? Don't worry about that. I got my memory back, and we're in love. And yeah, right, like, right. And before the first movie came out, J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers said this is going to be five movies, but it feels so unplanned. So many yeah. of the things feel like they walk back on things that happened in the first yeah. one. Yeah. How? I don't understand that at all. Like if they knew that it was going to be five, like. Well, and that's what I feel like. It, I, I, I got to feel that, like, okay, they say it's going to be five because they got to show confidence in this franchise. They're not going to say, if it does well, but I'll, I'll, probably it was, if the first does well, it'll be five, right? right? So they still had to write and, and make the first one as if it could potentially stand alone. And it arguably does. There I think are things. It, does. it yeah. does, right? The, I think the things that you criticize most about are the things that, you know, don't. Right, but but ultimately, the film itself doesn't need that, and it stands its own. And the Jacob and Queenie stuff. Even though it's a somewhat tragic ending, it that's their storyline does end on a kind of hopeful note. And it's like yeah. that we could have never right. seen them again, and we would have perfect. It was fun, a nice little right? bittersweet romantic yeah. ending. It, it visually was great with yeah. the rain. I loved the ending of that first movie. I yeah. thought it was perfect. And, and that's yeah, that's my criticism. I, I mean, one of the criticisms of this film is just it felt like okay, this is a franchise. And that means we got to have the same characters, yeah. and it's like. It would have been so, like, imagine a whole other, you know, quote-unquote Wizarding World Harry Potter thing where it's it's not the same characters in each film. Like, that would be a cool thing. I think that and would be a cool it's thing. It's almost reminiscent a little bit of MCU in that way, right? MCU or Star Wars. Yeah, right? Like, the universe. But it's just like, no, those were the characters from the first film, so we gotta have them again. It was like, but then what's your franchise? Like, yeah. what is this franchise about? Right. Is it about the- Fantastic Beasts? No. It's it's so it's about just the history of magic. That's what it, just call it the magic right. history of magic. I like. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. So yeah, well what else? I mean there's uh, so much more to get I into. remember what I was going to say earlier if we want to get into plot details if that's cool with you guys. Yeah, um, yeah, but I I I was thinking about I, one of the reasons why I was so frustrated when I got out of this movie was one of the things that really frustrates me about the Twilight series is that, like, I feel like with a lot of those books, they're almost there. And, like, mm. you can alter one or two key things yeah. to each one of those storylines and everything clicks into place. Yeah. And I feel like, for me, that's the case with this movie. Um, and what I would do if I were Warner Brothers screenwriter and said, okay, here, we're doing one more draft of this thing. All right, so it's not super original. But this is my, this is what my idea is. It, it's better than nothing, which is what this movie was. Um, okay, well, it so it was less than nothing. Gr- Grindelwald has the blood pact, which is a new, interesting thing that yeah. they that they introduce in this movie. That I guess is different than an unforgivable curse, because an unforgivable unforgivable curse you make the cur- you are the unforgivable vow. If you make the right. vow and you break it, you die. Mm-hmm. But this Dumbledore says at the end of the movie, once we find out what it is, he's like, "Oh yeah, I can't." I can't move against Grindelwald because mm-hmm. we made this yeah. this this pact, right? And he's like, I'll figure out a way to... I'll figure out a way to yeah. destroy it. Great. So when Dumbledore meets Newt at the beginning, Dumbledore should tell Newt, hey, I you have to be the one to, to act here. I can't do anything because when I was a kid I did this blood pact, right? Yeah. right? And I, so I can't fight him. So as long as he's got that thing, and the movie, sh- that should be the MacGuffin. That's what yeah. the movie should yeah. have been about. And yeah, it's very similar to like... Deathly Hollows, and that we got to get Voldemort's Horcruxes and destroy him before we can fight Voldemort. But Indiana Jones series is an entire series based on we got to get the thing. Well, yeah. every, every movie you got to get I the thing. Is is that's okay. Fine. That's that's fun. Fun. Especially this... for an adventure, big movie like that, that's perfectly fine. Right? Especially, so... especially if it's just taught, introduced at the beginning. Yeah. Right. 
But that's up. not what the plan is. The plan is still new. You need to go do this yeah. thing, right? And then the turning point, the switch in the midway is yeah, like, hey, wait, hey, new plan. What if we just got that thing, yeah. right? And now it's a heist movie, right? Yeah. And now we're like, what do we need to do? Who do we need to contact to make this this plan work? Um, what things do we need to do? Do we need to pretend we're a Grindelwald follower? Do we need to go contact these people? Um, do we need to... Mm-hmm. Okay, I need... Uh, the Niffler is part of the plan. The little beast that steals yeah. it. Right, cool. Incorporate the beast into there. And then all those other subplots can reveal themselves as... That way, at any given time, when I'm sitting there in the theater in the dark going, mm-hmm. what's happening? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. What am I supposed to That's care about? That was like, like, there was no yeah. conflict. Like, what was the, like, what that, was the conflict of the movie? Up until like the last... <laughs> 40 minutes, yeah. I don't know what... I, I couldn't tell you. Like, there's a bad guy... Right. The, the conflict... I guess, I, I, me, you don't even know he really is that bad. Like, you me, don't know understand yeah. him. Let me, let, me, let me try to remember. It's that he needs to go figure out what the deal is with this... Uh, Credence. Credence dude. Yes. Right? So their plan is to go into the French Ministry of Magic and go in a drawer and find a piece of paper that's going to tell them. Is, oh, right. That's the plan, know. right? Yeah, I, guess that, I, I honestly the, don't know. Right? Yeah, that Why wasn't that something that was done in the first movie after they... After this kid like wreaked havoc in New York, and someone went, "Hey, what? Who is this guy? <laughs> Let's see if we can find a piece of paper in yeah. a drawer somewhere and see if we know." Like, how was that the plot of the movie? It was for the first like fifteen minutes for one of the twelve plots. Like, right. One of the twelve plots. I, I mean, there were so many other plots that, that it was. I, even if that there that was the plot, mm-hmm. there's okay. Now I'm switching to these guy, this this half brother who's doing a thing, and I'm supposed to know who he's right. doing. Then it's switching to Credence himself, and then it's switching to Grindelwald, and then it's switching to the Tatina and Queen. It's like, what is right. the actual plot? There's no connective there's, thread. There's no any like, at any given time, I'm not sure where, why we are in the place that we are right. in the movie, and why the characters are there. The worst of it was when um, they follow everyone goes down to the crypt, and then everybody <laughs> oh has God. story time. That was that, my I, 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 I've never felt more stupid in a movie. Like I was like, I, like up to that point, I, I felt like I was paying attention. Like kind of like some things were getting a little fu- fuzzy. When we got to that part, I was like. I don't... I'm an idiot. I, I don't know what they're well, talking about. Well, that's hilarious I, because I, it was literally ten characters standing around a room and one character going, oh, this is what really happened. And then, oh, no, this is yeah. what really happened. See, think that's a thing that J.K. Rowling does in her books, and she's gotten criticism for it. It's a, it's a weakness in her writing, but people call it the info dump. Because, yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah, the, far, the farther you get into that series, the longer they get. Uh, There's always a yeah, scene yeah. somewhere towards the towards the end of the book where a couple people are standing in a room and a person goes on for pages and pages and pages explaining all yeah. the stuff that we needed to know. Right. And, and, and at least in this, you get to see the flashback, I guess, but... I suppose. But this has got to be the worst one that she's ever written. I mean, I guess... I mean, you're right. I guess it was nothing I was as maybe aware of. And this, it was... To me, it was just more... It was just more comedic just because it was literally... Like, eight characters who, one, most of them I don't know if they even knew each other. Yeah, like, do you know Did who they? this person is? Have you shared a scene yet? Like, I don't, no, because, I'm very confused. because they didn't take the time to establish so, any of those characters. And the yeah. characters that they took the time to establish in the first one, they made me hate or they didn't get screen <laughs> well, time. Okay, yeah. so touching back a little bit on what I was saying about Jacob and Queenie, it's mm-hmm. two with Credence a little bit, too. Like, at Wait. the end of the first one, he dies he's and that gone. was the whole tragedy and, and the plot. And then he's just there. Of the, and then it's like, oh, no, never mind about it, he's fine. Yeah. He's he, like, oh... Okay, so the first one didn't matter then, I guess. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the first one, like I said, I rewatched it. There, you see a little scrap of um, oh, Black's poop floating up <laughs> as if like he 
Oh, he survived. I I think they did that intentionally. Okay, well, I guess maybe they learned the ground. It's whatever. It, it didn't seem to have many, you know, obviously ramifications. In terms of what happened at the end of the first one, it didn't seem to matter. No. Right. Only it's, in so much that everyone knows that Credence is a thing now. That's which the is only weird. significant. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think one of it. One of the reasons I like it is because I wanted. I, I didn't like it. Sorry, the part the like things I liked about it. There were parts I liked about it, and part of it is just because I wanted because I love the Harry Potter world and and like it. If you made a Harry Potter smoothie, you just blended everything. That's what this movie is, kind of. It's like, I, in theory, yeah, I, I'd drink that. <laughs> well, that's what I meant to say. Is I wanted to like this movie. Yeah, Be- because yeah, yeah. because I haven't not liked a Harry yeah. Potter thing yet. So I was really oh. rooting for it and going, okay, I'll just I'll lower my expectations into the floor if I have to, but I'm going to enjoy this. But yeah, it's it's not enough to be able to just do all the familiar locations. Like, yeah. it was really just a, I, this movie, so I mean it, it was Phantom Menace bad. Any given time, I didn't know who I was supposed to care about or what their motivations were or where any why anybody was where they were need to, where they were and what they were going to go do next. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I remember after I walk out of the movie, sometimes I'll go to the movies and I'll have a couple drinks because, like, Arclight, they saw alcohol. And so I may get a little, like, buzzed a little bit. And so you kind of, like, it's a certain movie-going experience. It felt like that after I saw this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know how I remembered. And what? What what did I just I want to go back to the the crypt scene. Because once everybody was done talking... The wall moved, and then they were at a rally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And wasn't it Jacob who just like, "Hey guys, this wall just opened. Let's yeah. walk in here." And then I think it my, was... my brain was still trying to process all that. So when they were like, "There's thing, events were happening," but I think it did alter my state of mind to the point where I felt like I was drunk. Like, uh, what's happening now? Right. Is this is this real life? It was. Such a, I mean, the, the funny thing is that all that nonsense was like the first point in the movie where I actually kind of started caring because no, I do the backstory was kind of interesting, and then, the and then as stronger. much as it, admit, I hate to admit it because Johnny Depp is a terrible person like I thought he was actually alright in this movie I thought his his speeches like as Grindelwald like cool what do we know about Grindelwald like he's he's persuasive I, I, like, that speech I thought, at the end was really good. He's like, I don't hate muggles or the nomads. I don't hate them. I thought that like, scene was like actually yeah, was ca- kind of captivating. It was yeah. fun to watch and I it agree. was interesting. And, and, and But but the whole circumstances behind why we were even there yeah, and, yeah, and, what was going and then how that scene ended, yeah, why did I have a whole other way? problem. I don't understand. Can, can I switch gears? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like, it ends in the first like big action scene we've seen in like an hour. Right? Yeah, and, right, and which I don't need action in a movie to be entertained. It, people can be talking the entire movie if it's well written, it's interesting, yeah. right? But like, then it becomes this: we got to get out of here, right? Because he's summoned blue fire and blue fire, whatever. And there's all these weird like people die, and like I don't like, care about who this you person. Don't even know that Some of them seem very unconcerned about the fire. They're just kind of talking to each other. Right. Like and people are like getting, getting zapped all over the place. Why isn't everyone leaving right now? Right. Why are some people just like kind of mild? randomly hanging yeah. around what is going on in the scene that, that movie felt like the scene felt like the movie was trying to like this is the big culminating moment where people are going to choose sides and some people are going to choose wrong and some people are going to but i didn't care about any of their choices <laughs> at all and then hmm, then they go outside and somebody has a throwaway line the fire is going to destroy paris <laughs> and i went oh I, Okay, I guess there's stakes now. <laughs> but that doesn't. Everybody, does it? everybody, stick your wand in the ground. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. To <laughs> every tap, tap, tap square for fire to not yeah. destroy Paris. <laughs> I, 
because I guess probably someone at the studio said there needs to be a bigger stakes. climax. They need to there be, needs to be yeah. a big giant magic showdown in some form at the end. You can't just have it end with a big like, like climactic speech and then people fleeing. That can't be the ending. You got to have an you action to, scene, yeah, and it like, felt so shoehorned. And oh, then yeah, Nicholas totally. Mel was there. Yeah, like, ah, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like when that scene when they introduce, I'm like, oh, but that, like as a producer, it's like. They they only understand that emotion in an audience. Right. Like we want to instill that emotion in the audience. Yeah, but you know, people then keep watching the movie and they were have emotions right. after that, yeah. right? I was that expecting him to like take the sorcerer's stone out of the cabinet and just start playing with it or like, fumbling and <laughs> dropping it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like the Niffler grab. Like I don't know, there's a, like that would have was there even an interaction between Newton and Nicholas Fumel at all? I don't know. Yeah, because <laughs> wasn't he there when they he showed up and he's like, hey, what are you doing in my house, right? No, that was Jacob, wasn't it? It oh, was Jacob. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to watch this movie again, so... Oh, I'm, I'm going to watch it again. Know. I'm definitely watching this again. I, I, I really I, just want to see if I can make sense of this movie. Especially yeah, that crypt scene. Does that crypt scene in any way make sense? <laughs> it's almost like the ending of Solo, right? The whole All the double crossing. Like, does that make sense? They <laughs> no, I, have, me. I still I have know. no idea because right. when that started happening in Solo, I went, all right, I'm going to turn my brain off until this is all resolved. <laughs> Wake me up when they've settled with sides of people wrong. Exactly. And, and then as people are leaving during that scene, people are still double-crossing each other. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. That's what the crypt scene felt like to me. Everything going into the crypt, the backstories, and then into the rally, all of that. Well, so, okay, so one of the, the I think one of the basically major just like focal point of what is the flaw of everything is None of the character motion uh, motivations are ever clear to me. I never understand, not never, I rarely understand what any character is doing and why. Or why mm-hmm. are they doing this thing? Mm-hmm. You know how you said that scene made you feel stupid? Yeah. Okay, that's a great... Thank you for backing up my claim that this is Harry Potter's Phantom Menace. Because I remember <laughs> being a kid watching Phantom Menace going... Why don't I understand? Like, <laughs> mommy, am I stupid? Like, I remember feeling that emotion going, am I too stupid for this movie? Yeah. Has Star Wars suddenly gotten really smart overnight, and now I'm too dumb for Star Wars? That was my fear in sixth grade, watching watching that movie. It's the ring theory. You just don't get it. It's, yeah. Ring uh, and it's the same thing. Is that, yeah. that there were, but the thing is, now I understand movies a little bit better than I did when yeah. I was in sixth grade, so I'm sitting here going... Do I not understand because I'm stupid? No, it's because this movie's bad. Yeah, you can rely on that. Well, okay, so like I, I just kind of wrote down a list of questions sure, that I don't know, like. Here some of go. these are more broad than others. So things that just kind of didn't make sense. Great. One, why are Queenie and Jacob in the movie? Yeah, right. We are gonna address right. that. Okay. Um, why does Queenie switch sides? How does that make any sense? That for was that one character? of the few things that actually kind of made a little bit more sense. I like the idea. I like the sense. idea of the it, idea but that, it doesn't make any sense from her character. The idea that she's persuaded by Grindelwald because he claims he wants equality between Muggles and 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 Magic folk that sort of makes sense because they're sort of. But he doesn't like, claim he wants equality. But in his rally, that's how he sells it. He says that I don't hate them, right. but he's not claiming that he wants them to be equal. Not to mention that in Europe, it's fine for them to get married, and she's in Europe. She's fleeing America. Grindelwald's in, like, like none of, like, what is that? They were together. Jacob's standing right, like, hey, I'm with you now. Let's be together. Yeah. I'm going to go over here and not be with you, because by not being with you, it'll prove that we should be, like, what is, like... From yeah. that character, not to mention that the reason they separated to begin with was, like, it wasn't even like they fought. It was just like, oh, we had a little tiff. 
you're over there now. I could go walk and get you, but I don't. And now, oh, she's gone forever. Well, she was just right there. Like, you didn't even really fight. You kind of like, oh, I, sorry, I, I didn't mean to call you crazy. That was, I'm sorry well, about that. she did apparate away, to be fair. Did she? Eventually, yes. I guess. Oh, yeah. She did apparate. Oh, that initial conflict made me hate both those characters after loving them in the first film. I love this case in the first one. The first scene with them in this movie, I'm like, oh, I, oh, yeah. I, I ever forgot. I, I I I thought I'd like these characters. I guess I hate them. <laughs> well, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. She like she mind controls him, yeah. and then she and then he apologizes to her. Like, wait, what is going on? Am I? That was the first moment that I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, he's I like, you know, you should. I I should be angry that you mind controlled me and yeah. made you like like. There are problems with us getting married. It's not that I don't love, like, like I don't know, like all of that relationship and all of their motivation culminating in her switching sides at the end. Just to me, again, idea. I get kind of appreciate where they're going, but it did not like. They tried. They the gold tried. star for trying. Okay, anyway, so, continue. Yeah. Um, uh, why was Tina pretending to be on vacation? What? Wasn't like she's trying to find that. credence. And she gets, sends a postcard to Queenie, even though they're both in Europe. I'm in Paris, enjoying Paris. So I didn't understand why Tina at all in this film. Like, I didn't understand, like, why was she upset the whole movie and, like, and mad at Newt? Because she thought he was engaged to her? <laughs> <laughs> the he thought, she thought because of a newspaper clipping that Newt was engaged to Lita when really his brother was engaged to Lita and there was a misprint in the newspaper. Right, I thought where... that was such a stupid way to create conflict in a movie. Like, there's yeah. a misprint in the newspaper. You, did, you could it's have like... called me. Did they not... Did it... not... Or an owl or, 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 or a magic animal that sends messages. <laughs> or, but... heck, if there's a misprint in the newspaper, <laughs> magically fix it. <laughs> you know what it reminds oh, me of? It wasn't a misprint. It was, I, it was, it was something that was. dumb. Um, but it reminds me of every romantic comedy in the third act when, like, the guy's gotta go chase down the girl because they yeah. get into some fight. And almost every single time that happens in one of those movies, the fight is like, hey, if you, like, let me call you. Don't hang up the phone. Give me five minutes. I'll yeah. just clear this whole misunderstanding up. Yeah. Great. We're both reasonable people. <laughs> yeah. Now you understand that this was a mistake and I, we're all good. Let's be happy now, yeah. right? Like, right. same thing, but, but worse. Okay, yeah, ex but, like, throughout the whole, just, like... That relationship didn't her and Newt, like the forced conflict, but also just like where she was going and why she was going there and why she was doing it secretly. Because I guess it was because the American ministry didn't want the Europe ministry knowing she was tracking him. Why are they not working together? I don't know. Okay, that, so I that know. I mean, I, I mean, maybe there's an answer to that, and I'm just gonna pick it up. I don't know that's what it is, fine. but but okay, moving on. Um, okay. So now this kind of gets into some of the stuff that if you're a Harry Potter fan and know some of the, the expanded universe Harry Potter stuff, you, you know some context for this. But in the film itself, why did Grindelwald or why did Dumbledore have an unbreakable pact with Grindelwald? Essentially, why did he love Grindelwald? They don't say it in the movie, but they were lovers. And, you know, that's something well, they don't explain in the film. She does a poor job of representing blah, 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 blah. All that stuff is Yes. Important. What I understand is that they weren't lovers. What I understand is that Dumbledore had unrequited feelings for Grindelwald. And Grindelwald knew that Dumbledore was into him and used that against to, to manipulate Dumbledore. Okay, well, so that, that. That's, that's fine. And I, I'm cool with all of that. Again, it wasn't in the film, so sure, there's yeah. that. But I, my point is that, okay, so we show that Dumbledore is the most, the only one that could take out Grindelwald. Grindelwald fears Dumbledore and he's, he got to kill him, right? So, and we, we're getting, the, and we know that Grindelwald's evil. They're building up and he's like really manipulative. Why 
it makes Dumbledore seem stupid. Why did Dumbledore ever love Grindelwald? Like they never they never set up their relationship to begin with. I think that will be revealed because I think based on the books. There was the feud between yeah. the two, and, and then the, the, bro- the brother and the, brother, and the sister, yeah. and then the brother dies. I'm guessing that no, will happen. Is, the sister dies. Yeah. I'm guessing what will happen is the sister will die, and they'll be like, "Let's never fight again," and then we make this pact. I think that's what they're gonna build towards. But uh, if you don't okay. already know your Harry Potter that's history, what I'm then it takes context. Right. Then you have to question everything. But in the but in the film, when they see the mirror and they're like, you know, obviously close, and it's like you were very close. We're closer than brothers. It's like, okay, cool. I can't wait for them to explain what bond they had. Oh, we never know what bond they had, and we just got to take yeah. it like. And that's the thing. I still want to kill him. I can't, but I didn't want to at one point. I I, I, I think that I, it doesn't get a pass for this, but I think this is one of those things where it's gonna like, it's gonna rely on the sequel to make sense of like, the hope. movie before. I agree. I agree. And and it's kind of like the the Matrix sequels where like. At the end of the second one, Matrix spoilers if you haven't seen him, um, like he gets out of the Matrix and then he controls the robots, yeah. and it's like the last thing that happens in the yeah, movie, yeah. and then roll credits, and I'm like, well, this is either going to be awesome or dumb, but I guess yeah. I won't know until Matrix I, Three yeah. comes out. Right. Turns out it was dumb. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, did you have any more? Did, did no, you I mean, I was just gonna, yeah, agree with uh, that. I, I have a lot of the little. Well, I have more questions. Well, yeah, let's just go through the list. Okay, so why are wizards impressed? First of all, why do wizards have a circus? when they are wizards that could do magic, but why are they impressed by a person turning into an animal? You can all turn into animals. Yeah. <laughs> why are you, like, impressed by this one that can turn into a snake? Like, I get that it, in the context they tried to explain it. Oh, it's different. She's cur- She's still just turning into an animal. You right. could turn into also, animals. Also, you could just lie <laughs> yeah, exactly. and just turn into an animal and then they tell them that they're cursed. Yeah. There's nothing happening that's special here. No, Wait, not, not only that, but that character was completely pointless. In yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. So, and did they ever call her Nagini? In yeah. The movie? yeah, no, oh, yeah, I missed that. That yeah. was like the first thing. They, this is Nikki. They call her oh, that I missed that. Constantly so. throughout the movie, actually. Oh, I, I missed it every time. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. Well, that, that is, I mean, that's a recurring complaint for me in the Harry Potter universe is that the wizards forget they have magic. <laughs> and you're, you you know you have magic, right? You could just use magic for this situation. <laughs> it's like in uh, Potter Puppet Palace, the very first, the one that was animated, where they're like, hey, look, it's Voldemort. Standing over there, let's go get him. And they just like run in with like machine guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, I, 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 I do think that's a legit criticism, but uh, maybe it's a little bit more nitpicky. And same with a lot of, like, in the Wizarding because there's a lot of, everyone's using Adava, Avada Kedavra in this film. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it kind of clashes with a little bit of, from my understanding, from the Harry Potter books, and right. that it was much more of a... Like mm, you, you had a really patron, yeah. You and, but everyone's just like throwing them out. Orders are just like whatever. Yeah, we'll just kill it. Yeah. Plus, also, yeah, they establish in the books using it is like you your straight to Azkaban. Yeah, that, exactly. That's, it's like a. Yeah. That's why it's un- unforgivable. Unless they haven't been established as unforgivable. Maybe yet. I don't they change. Like you know, know, after Grindelwald, they set up new rules, yes. and this is yeah. Uh-huh. That'd be kind of cool thing throwing yeah. that. Into um, what else you got? Okay, so. This goes into the end. Super spoilers, but okay. So is Credence a wizard or an Obscura? Are they not the same thing? I thought he was some sort of, like, the first one implies that he was not a normal human thing. Right, he was like some sort of force of nature. Yeah, and, but, but apparently he's just I thought the, part of the Dumbledore family. I thought the implication is that he, it's, it's if you suppress your magic like he was being in the orphanage, that's that what it, you turn into. You become that. Was that what it... Okay. The magic, so, the magic right, they're, corruption they're, 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 inside. They did use a line, something like Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure that's what's established in the first one, that if you yeah. with, with suppress your magic and you're angsty and troubled and you, the magic yeah. really wants to come out, it, it changes you. So that 
I guess still sort of makes okay, sense. Okay, yeah, I it, guess that kind of makes sense. Him being a Dumbledore, I have no idea what's okay, going so on. Okay, so I do think story. that it felt like forced. But I was thinking about this actually, and so he's he's not um, Abelfort or your, what's his brother's Abel name? Fourth. No, Abel he's Fourth. Not he's Abel not Fourth. that. So it's like okay, does there a fourth Dumbledore? Something? So what I actually think might be happening. So there's a lot of history with the sister Ariana or mm-hmm. Ari, whatever yeah. their sister's name, and you know that she died and was as a result of the, the the fighting between Grindelwald and, and Dumbledore and stuff. I think and and there was a tragedy in their past with Ariana, so she had to suppress her magic, and for a while everyone thought she was a squib and all that, like that. Yeah, but. So the theory is maybe she was somewhat of an obscure, because she had a, and that all, maybe Credence sure is her daughter or is her son. Oh, huh. I don't know. I don't know if she was uh, old enough to have a son. By well, the time she was, that also because yeah. she died when she was fourteen or fifteen. Oh, okay. so that's what like it could have got. Maybe they go dark, and she was wow. like Grindelwald or someone else. You know what I mean? Well, like another another one of those read between the line things yes. is that. Like in the books, it says she was bullied by Muggles, yes, but exactly. could have been raped. That's what. That's, that's like that. That's that's a lot of people think that's actually what J.K. Rowling was trying to imply. Was so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I could see that she. So Credence was uh, an illegitimate child, or you know, a child yeah. of ra- of her rape or whatever, yeah. and that she, he was her daughter. But the Dumbledores, obviously, in Dumbledore talks about the family. His father was very ashamed, like yeah. not you know trying to hide all the stuff, so they would hide him, and maybe that's why they sent him on a boat across the Americas. Otherwise, why was he on the Titanic? It wasn't the Titanic, but <laughs> why was he on this random boat that just happened to be in right, this other yeah, boat? Like, that yeah. was also just really, okay. Yeah, I definitely think that's a good question to ask, is why was that baby on the boat? <laughs> um, yeah. And it's and it was fed to us in such a weird way that, like, it's hard to stop and go, like, it's it, like, they're definitely, because J.K. Rowling likes her mysteries, and she likes yeah. setting everything up beforehand, so that, but... The way everything was done was so dumb that, like, I couldn't stop and go, like, hey, this information is important. I should probably think about why this baby was on this boat. Like, but I just, I never even considered that until right now, so. Yeah, it just, like, makes absolutely no sense why a rando wizard baby was on a Some people online have been saying that maybe Ariana, like, her Obscurus attached itself to some other family or person somehow. Um, The other thing is that, like, I want to talk about canon here in a little bit because I don't know what else is on your list there, but that, I those were things, the. But, I mean, I uh, there's those are the written down questions. But the I thing have, is so. that like age wise, and okay, well, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just for scratch, sure. I'll just go into this this subject because um, this is a question I had about the first movie too. Um, is this canon to the books or uh, the movies mm. or both or neither? Because the thing is that the, the Harry Potter books and movies aren't canon to each other. Because there are yeah, things that in the books and the movies that directly contradict each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can't possibly... The movies of Harry Potter cannot possibly be a representation of the book universe because they conflict too much, right? Uh-huh. So what what does that leave us with this movie series, right? Like, uh, what is yeah. it supposed to feed into? I don't know yet. And this movie re-raises a lot of problems because there's a lot of canon issues. One of them is that if Credence is supposed to be Dumbledore's brother... The dad Dumbledore got put in Azkaban canonically yeah, at exactly. some point, he would and have been around at the point that he would have been fathered, he was in Azkaban. Yeah. So, ah. um, so that's an issue. But there's a lot of issues like that. Um, if we're talking canon versus the movies, um, I don't remember exactly the year, but how Dumbledore looks in this movie is not how he looked when he went to go visit young Tom Riddle oh. in the orphanage in the memory in. It has a prince. He looks physically much more like his clo- his older Dumbledore. So, well, the, I'm yeah. The aging, the time thing. I, like I'm like obviously it's implied that yeah. wizards live longer. So yes. because even in this movie, best case, Jude Law's in his 
late 30s, most likely older than that, which right, means right. Dumbledore looks, in the modern Harry Potter films would be well into his 130, right. 40s, 50s, Well, right? then here's the worst one, then. According to canon, McGonagall's not born yet in this year. Really? What? Well, how old yes. is McGonagall? McGonagall, McGonagall was shown in the flashback. No, I remember she's in the movie. According but... to the... I don't remember exactly, but according to, to canon, McGonagall has not been born in that time for that flashback to occur when she's in it. Oh, really? So well, in the book or the movie canon... I don't know where uh, these canons come from. I mean, it's if official, I had to say, you know, I would say you know, they would canonize it with the other... You know how the, Potter Harry Potter films. Things, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. there is an official Harry Potter canon that exists, yeah, yeah. which, again, I already have questions about, yeah. because book versus movie, that, yeah, that yeah. whole thing, too. Yeah. Um, so that was another one. There was a lot of stuff like that. I'm trying to remember if yeah. there was any other... Um, Those were the big ones. Yeah. <sighs> this isn't a canon issue, but... There's a character who, who's half house elf, so. Oh, yeah, they uh, said that. I was like, wait, that can happen? Mm. Like, what? That also implies that some <laughs> troubling things. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, or maybe not. Maybe it was a great family. I mean, as long as it was uh, all consensual, I guess. Yeah. Um, there was, let's see. Yeah, I mean, those are main. I guess the other thing, too, is just like listing all. I mentioned earlier, but there's just too many characters. Like, not that films shouldn't have good you know, ensemble complex characters, but, like, I was trying to think of, like, you know, Lord of the Rings or something, which is one of my favorite films, has a ton of characters, right? Yeah. But, like, let's say you go watch Two Towers. You have, like, who are the main characters? You have, like, three or four main characters. You have Frodo, Sam, Aragorn, and then you have the support characters who are obviously really important. Aragorn and, you know, the the girl, um, uh, Eowyn, and and even Legolas and and Gimli, they're... Primary characters, but I wouldn't call them main characters, yeah, right? Yeah. In this, though, there's literally like twelve characters who share, like, have equivalent screen time. Yeah, and that's the problem is that like Newt has as much screen time as the half brother guy who result who, who was on a vengeance vendetta kill yeah. thing that made no sense right, with the exact same amount of screen time as Queenie, who had the main same amount of team screen time as Grindelwald, and it's like. Who is the main character? I, I was thinking about that point because it. I was thinking about why does it not work in this movie, but it works in like Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, or, and, yeah. And I was thinking about Infinity War, and I think if you think about the sequence of that movie, event by like scene by scene, each one either like directly or thematically leads into the next scene, even though yeah. that next scene is somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe on the other side of the galaxy. Yeah. Right? So it, it'll be like, okay, cool, everybody's assembling at the Avengers headquarters. Um, then there'll, there'll be a throwaway line towards the end of the scene. What about... Um, Stark. Already, what yeah. about uh, uh, Red, uh, Scarlet Witch and... and um, Vision. 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 Oh, we haven't heard from them in a while. Cut to oh, them yeah. in another country. Yeah. Here's what they're up to. Yeah. And then at the end of that scene, leads into the thing. So it'll either be like... Two characters are talking about like, oh, Thor's off doing this. Let's cut to Thor, see what he's doing, mm-hmm. right? And and the whole movie is constantly setting up for the next thing that we're right. gonna see. So even though it's got all of these seemingly yeah. disconnected storylines, everything is building towards lines, yeah. towards the whole. And that's really what this that's really what this movie was missing. And it's yeah. partially because it doesn't have a whole. It doesn't yeah. have a main thing that everything's building up to. So it feels so scattered and it feels so disconnected and weird. And yeah. And it's no good. <laughs> it's no good. Yeah, like uh, I, it, I knew this. Uh, it, it would just be a criticism because you can't. You have to like. There's, there's no way to talk about this without it just being full of criticism. And I, I wanted to like it. I guess that could be somewhat my feelings. I wanted to like this, 
mm-hmm. more than I did, but that doesn't help when you're <laughs> right. trying to talk. I wanted about to it. like this, and it's frustrating that I yeah. can't because they were on. They could have. Yeah. They could have fixed this movie. They and tried. I still and you know the Chinese dragon dog thing. What was that? Was I mean, again, we talked about it was a beast, but like, what? It was a looking back beast. on it, I don't. On, where did it come? Why was it like like not being a jerk and asking like what, what was it? like literally what why was it in the film? Where did it come from? I don't remember. It came from the circus. You got free in the oh, circus. Yeah, when they're packing at the circus, it ran off or something. And so he just <laughs> so he's like, oh, I got you. Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> and then wasn't there someone in his briefcase? There's another person in there. And she's like, oh, Newt, or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, the, uh, the girl. I don't think that was his, I don't think that was his briefcase. I thought that was his apartment. I thought that was his house. And, and I, thought was, I thought that was where the water rises up. Yeah, yes. that was pretty that cool. Was that, was, that was actually that a really cool part of the movie. That scene I was cool. I enjoyed that scene. About that you scene. take that out, and it, nothing changes. Yeah, I but, forgot about that yeah, But it was completely. a cool scene, but, but I, cool. I'm pretty sure that was his yeah, basement. Yeah, okay, that was in his, perhaps. I'm pretty sure that was his, at his house in his basement. I don't think that was the briefcase. Ah, maybe. Also, the brother and leader relationship, what was, like, I kind of appreciated that. And even, like, at the end when she, like, kind of looked back and, and was I like, you. I love you. Like, I, okay, I kind of, I, I like that a little bit. It, I don't know if it made up she still died and burned. And, for no reason. For no reason. Like, you just come with us. No. It's like, uh, what's his name from Rogue One? Um, Saul. I'm just going to stay here. This is my time. <laughs> you just come with us. No. <laughs> stay uh, yeah, well, I, only, I have one small little thing to add. Like, we kind of already touched on it, but just about, like, Newt and, like, his little story is that, like, yeah, I think what I love, we loved about the first one is, like, his little story, or his main story, he's the main driving force yeah. of the film, and the relationship he has with Tina, right? Yeah. And, like, that's, like, there's a fun uh, back and forth, and there's obviously, like, feeling things, and they're, oh, they have a crush on each other, blah, all that Yes, right? Sure. Um, but this film there's absolutely, is devoid of that. Yeah. Right? And she's like this like soulless entity throughout the whole film. Mm-hmm. And it was one thing that was cool that maybe realize and contrast from watching the movie, uh, excuse me, the first one after having watched the second one is that she's like a, like just a stone brick in the second movie. I mean, the first one she's smiling and laughing and she's charming yeah, in the film right. and there's like this chemistry you feel between her and Newt and you're like, oh man, this, she, there's so much fun in this movie. Yeah. And I, it wasn't, the second movie wasn't that fun. It, no. I mean, there was some fun scenes, we talked about those, yeah. but it, the whole film like it didn't have this energy that the first one did where you're like, oh Newt, you, you're such a charmingly befuddled uh, British fella. And mm-hmm. see, that's the thing is I don't need that character to be happy-go-lucky, fun, smiling, but I need a reason why she's that way. Right? Yeah. And, and with that original Harry Potter series, the first three and a half books are fun and whimsical yeah. and everything's playtime, mm-hmm. right? And then things get dark and there's stakes. But then there's stakes. So yeah, it's okay right. that it's dark yeah. and everybody's in a bad mood. And you and like these characters because, they make sense. And I want, yeah, because we've already had fun with them. Yeah, and sure. like, oh no, they're in, tra- they're in trouble because I get what is going to happen if they fail. Yeah. And... I mean, I guess... Yeah. The, I, the, the argument would be, well, the, they blew up New York, so there's stakes now. And I'm like, eh, I guess. Yeah, I but they fixed everything with magic immediately. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> That's right. Like, kind of, it does kind of, I guess, maybe mitigate the stakes when magic can repair things in a heartbeat mm-hmm. to yeah. some degree. Well, I mean, okay. I don't know. I, 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 I guess maybe to possibly end the discussion on, sure. on a somewhat high note, I do want to say how much I do like the character of Newt overall. I do think that he was unfortunately given nothing to do in this film. Yes. And that was a shame. But I do think the character itself I still liked in the I film. I think Eddie Redmayne is doing a he good job carrying like, this. I thought he's I doing think, a good job. I yeah. think they had a hard task of 
replacing like okay who's gonna be we're gonna yeah. we gotta have a harry potter type yeah and i think they did a good job of creating a character that's different enough Mm-hmm. Um, that is likable. That yeah. he's got his own little quirks and he's weird. I just um, he's I like an original hero. I, I like think. that he's a Hufflepuff because I'm a Hufflepuff. Uh, so yeah, like, representation. I just like there that you he's go. he's not the cliche kind of like you know masculine. No, I love that. Like oh, like yeah, yeah. he's he kind of subverts a lot of those things in really fun and interesting ways. And the best parts of this film were those moments. Yes. And what we talked about earlier, Dumbledore. And those moments, especially with Dumbledore and Newt, like those scenes were the best, in my opinion, the I best so. parts of the film. Like you, we know who Dumbledore is. We watch these films, and we're expecting, oh, they're gonna have a throwaway. Oh, who's this Jude Law? I think he's like, oh, that's a really cool interaction. Like, and he speaks to what Dumbledore is about, and he's aware of his flaws and the mistakes he's made. But he's, I don't know, even his like the discussions he had with Lita, and just like all this stuff to me definitely helped and built the Dumbledore character. It wasn't enough to say the film, no. obviously, but I just I gotta say that those things were good, and I, I do think it's worth my Yeah, that's what I mean, is there was some yeah. stuff that was in there, there were good ideas, there was stuff yeah. that worked, there was some st- enjoyable stuff, but I do hope that in... I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna not go see the rest of them. Yeah. So I hope that in the future movies they learn from this, and they give Newt and Dumbledore more stuff to do. They play to the strengths of the characters, yeah. instead of just pretending like, I haven't already seen the last two movies. Yeah, you know, I think there's I think there's hope that they can they can write the shit. Yeah, but also again, I will say like, okay, I will give it say to go back to your comparison. If that I'm fine with this being Phantom Menace because it's not Attack of the Clones, right? Like right. Okay. after Attack of the yes. Clones, like oh no, right? What was Phantom Menace? You're like eh. What are you saying? I'm gonna in, see the next one in Red Letter Media. They were like you know everybody just saw Phantom Menace and showed up for the second one, hoping that maybe we'll just think yeah. of that one as the really bad one, yeah. right? Like. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, I think we talked this up. I mean, we, I'm sure there's other things we could touch upon, but uh, we'll leave it at that for now. That's fine. We'll do another episode if we really feel like it later on to get everything else out. But, um, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for staying after the credits. If there's anything else. Hey, Chris, what did you think of <laughs> Fantastic Beasts? I...